1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is
0: the Rob Black Show.
1: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Never, ever be shy. That's the goal of the show to talk about money, to talk about retirement, to talk about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Uh, try to do it as properly as we can. So, cryptocurrency to me is easily summed up as the 1990s had the internet. The 2020s have cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and blockchain. Blockchain is the most interesting part of it to me. Um, I think there will be millionaires made. I think there will be some billionaires made in the cryptocurrency blockchain world. But I think more people lose money than earn money, much like what happened with tech stocks in the 1990s and early 2000s. Um, same thing kind of happened in other speculative times of the market. The most successful mutual fund of all time, Peter Lynch's Fidelity Magellan, most investors lost money in large part. They didn't do it correctly. The producer price index is out today and it's going to have some people upset Um because it's very, very inflationary. Um, And that's something that'll get us talking out loud, so to speak. So the producer price index is the middleman. It's the guy who's making the cars. It's the guy who is building furniture, Um, It doesn't always come out into the consumer, Um, but 8.6% increase year over year, surging prices for gasoline and for autos, Bitcoin's price. Well, let me just save it there for a second. So the month over month, the month to month number was big. It was like 6% increase in inflation on the uh, wholesaler. And that will probably be very insightful into tomorrow's consumer price index. In the end, if the wholesaler loses or f- has to fight inflation 8.6% year over year, they're increasing wages, they're, they're, they're building things that cost more money, they're, they're preparing food that costs more money. In the end, they, that cost usually gets passed on to the consumer. And as we typically know, clawbacks are very tough to happen. Now, gasoline prices are are the exact opposite. When gasoline gets up to about $5 a gallon, I start really thinking twice before making a trip. Um, So inflation data this week. Last week, we had the Fed talking about inflation. This week, we actually have inflation data. It's not good. Soon, you'll be able to eat a bubblegum shrimp and Morton's and receive Bitcoin every time you eat there. Bitcoin hit a close above 68,000 yesterday. Ethereum also closed at a record high. Uh, We got the infrastructure bill details yesterday. A lot of good stuff in it, but it's a lot over 10 years. And I think the good news is none of this was really funded with higher taxes or changes in a state law, which might have caused the market to panic a bit. Most of the funds were found in unused COVID funds. But a trillion dollars in roads, bridges, and transit, I'm trying to make them a little bit safer. Um, I love infrastructure spending. Not, uh, let me correct that, because that's gonna make me sound like a wackadoodle. I love infrastructure spending. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's just okay. That's a little weird, right? Um, but what I can tell you that I like about it very much so is that it creates jobs. So if we spend a trillion, we'll probably a lot of that will go to paychecks. Again, do we think the U.S. is ever really good at doing it efficiently? No. What I mean by that is when government agencies collect money, they tend to mismanage it. And you're like, hey, did the secretary, education secretary, just like buy a $4 million house? Or You start kind of like questioning how the money is spent. But the more infrastructure we have, the more jobs we get, the easier it is for people like me to get to work. That's important because the more work I do, the more I create for the system. Um, On top of it, uh, delays in traffic, waste an enormous amount of gasoline. So I'm all for improving our trains, our buses, and our ferries. Electric vehicles, 7.5 billion to create a network of electric vehicle chargers across the country. This one needs to be done wisely. There's a couple publicly traded companies that are SPACs, i.e. they were losing... They didn't really have the best business plan to go IPO, but they wanted to go IPO. ChargePoint and EVGO, they should benefit from this deal. Except for the problem that a lot of times I go to ChargePoint and EVGO charging stations and they're really crazy slow. And what's the point of driving five miles to charge your vehicle if it's going to charge at five to 15 miles an hour? Like you have to wait an hour to get back what you just took to get there? They need to improve that. That's great for like Safeways. When you go into a Safeway and they, they offer it free at five miles an hour of charging, I get it. They don't want you to like uh, sucking up all their electricity, and they're tying into typically solar projects at malls now. But I like infrastructure spending. So um, I don't know about the sixty-five billion for high-speed broadband or sixty-five billion for grid monetization on electricity. Um, but it's kind of already out there. You know, it's kind of interesting on, you've heard about the supply chain disruptions, right? One of the things that's going to happen is we're saying get everything you want for Christmas now, because when push comes to shove, you're probably not going to be able to get it later. Now, the good news on that is, is later you and I will probably be able to go shopping and buy the goods that didn't arrive in time for Christmas at a discount, but it'll be post Christmas. I think that's kind of a a weird irony, right? People like me who want you to save money are saying shop now if you want the Christmas memories. People like me are saying wait till January, February, March, April when the inventory arrives at the store, and suddenly they got a lot of Christmas sweaters, and they don't know what to do with it. I don't know. It is what it is, right? So yesterday was another record day for the markets. The Nasdaq. Closed higher, up another fractions, I guess you would say. The S&P 500, the Dow, the 10-year treasury, Bitcoin, AMD had a big day. They made a big relationship with Metaverse. Uh, the, The very speculative company that Facebook's starting, and I say speculative because Google also changed the name from Google to Alphabet as kind of way of saying we're not just this one-trick pony. But that opened the door for Google to go out and spend a lot of money on what are called moonshots, and they did. And a lot of those moonshots lost a lot of money. So AMD is going to be a big customer for Metaverse as they make these augmented reality and virtual reality headsets powered by AMD or NVIDIA. Those are the two really only players in GPUs at this point in time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
0: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking
1: all things financial money, investing, and more. Yesterday, I spent some time working on Meta and Mark Zuckerberg's new company name, Which, again, clearly is a way to get away from the Facebook brand that's tarnished due to lots of research on how news algorithms work and how algorithms work on news feeds of teenage girls and boys, and how both of them are damaging to our country as far as you give someone who's pretty crazed, pretty worked up about politics, you give them like the most extreme political stories, and they're going to become even more extreme you tell a teenage girl that, you know, uh, what's the proper weight? And it, it shows up, you know, 98 pounds for someone who's five foot tall. That's fine. But you should also have some stuff that shows up that says, you know, here's also what normal looks like. Um, so Facebook is in a world of like, mm, kind of hiding. Zuckerberg doesn't want to go to Congress anymore. He looks like a fool when he goes. He's a billionaire. He wants to be a billionaire. He wants to create a powerful company. He's very ego-driven. So coming up with a new name for the company called Meta, it's not just a way of dodging Congress and testimony, but it's a way of hiding and creating projects that you don't have to disclose. Uh, Google did this with Alphabet, and I think in hindsight, 10 years later, Google's embarrassed by what they did. Google started a lot of what were called other bets. And when they introduced the, the alphabet name, they're like, we'll have 27 companies, all with a different letter. And you're like, oh boy. That already sounds a little pomp and pretentious, right? But they were tried Google made a lot, they made billions of dollars in search, billions and billions and billions. Had they pumped some of that money back into a share buybacks instead of into new projects, trying to hit the next moonshot. They'd already lucked out once by coming up with basically dominant search algorithm for the internet. Trying to catch lightning in a bottle a second time was just, it's ill-advised. I can see Facebook making a big mistake with Meta by saying, okay, well, Facebook's making a lot of money, so let's pump a lot of that money into Meta and a new business app where people all wear virtual reality headsets that can go very bad very fast if you pick up what i'm putting down or let's say zuckerberg gets a wild hair up his butt and he goes i want to make a concert um virtual reality app and we'll call it house party vr fb okay um and you can put billions into that he can get the hottest new artist to say we'll do a virtual reality concert with you he can put billions into it and it gets shut down google moved at a glacial pace with some of their moonshot projects it just many of them just never went anywhere um alphabets electric kite project called makani was supposed to harness a more sustainable source of wind energy but the company shut down in 2020 Loon was shut down earlier this year, which had the hot air balloons that were going to deliver internet to parts of very barren and um, empty Africa. Waymo, Google's spinoff sibling company, recently saw its CEO and CFO both leave after just slow progress towards mass adoption of autonomous cars. Jigsaw, a technology incubator devoted to solving disinformation and other online issues in early 2020, was shut down. Nest, the smart home project in 2018. Uh, Chronicle, an endeavor devoted to cybersecurity in 2019. So the other bets have spent billions and billions and billions of dollars. So Google probably should have just been Google and stayed in their, their lane, so to speak. Doesn't mean it's a bad idea for the long term. Just I'm kind of editorializing now that Facebook, as they change their name to Meta, they can find themselves with a lot of little different businesses that have nothing to do with Facebook. Um, And the the profits from Facebook and Instagram will be funding those new projects. And as a Facebook shareholder, that bothers me. To the point of selling, maybe soon as soon as people start figuring out that Zuckerberg has got this... And again, if you if you watch the video where Zuckerberg introduced the company named Meta and he shows you what the Metaverse could be like, it's cringeworthy. Um, yeah, I, I do think there will be some applications for VR and augmented reality glasses, but I don't see it replacing... I don't see us using it while we drive. I don't see it, us using it while we... Uh I see maybe office environments being the number one for virtual meetings. I get it. Gesturing's lost in Zoom calls. But I don't know how much how many billions you sink into that before you decide was it a a win or a loss. More than a dozen lawsuits were filed against event organizer Live Nation Entertainment and rapper Travis Scott yesterday, following a music festival that ended in tragedy. Eight people between the ages of 14 and 27 died, and over 300 were treated for injuries, 13 of whom were still hospitalized as of yesterday. A stampede crushed concertgoers during the stage, uh, towards the stage. Travis Scott was the only artist playing during his time slot, meaning about 50,000 festival goers converged towards one stage. No barricades or barriers were used to separate the crowd into sections. Shortage of workers in the United States means shortage of workers as security personnel as well. Many of them were hired the day before with little to no training. This is not Live Nation's first tragedy. And if you remember this time last year, I was telling you, as the economy opens back up, Live Nation's going to see its stock roar. And it did. Live Nation, the world's largest concert promoter. They own Ticketmaster. They put major events like Bonnaroo and Lollapalooza La on. They've been connected to over 200 deaths, 750 injuries since 2006. It's also been cited for numerous safety violations by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. 58 people were shot in a mass shooting at the Las Vegas Route 91 Harvest Festival. Ariana Grande's Manchester England concert had a suicide bomber which killed 22. The first Astroworld Festival in 2019, which was held at the same venue as this year's. Three people were injured in a stampede. Um, it's interesting. Live music's not going to go away. People have been crushed to death at Who concerts 30, 40 years ago. Would I look at now as a time to buy Ticketmaster? I would not. I have no problem taking advantage of tragedies, but this is one that's just, no, I got to wait on this one. But it also shows you they've got a problem that's not going to go away. Only thing that can mess this up is if Congress gets involved. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online, robblackshow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show.
0: A personal financial plan with custom investment advice. That's why Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP services were built with you in mind. How can they help you? Find out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. An
1: impressive winning streak is online today. The S&P 500 comes into the session on an eight-session winning streak. Sitting at a record high. That's pretty darn good. The noise for a correction is getting louder and louder. The NASDAQ's riding an 11-session winning streak and is also at a record high. Bonds seem to have been left for dead by the world of investors, as there is no alternative to looking for a one to two percent yield, other than stocks and cryptocurrencies, the bonds have just too little of a yield with too much inflation. What's the sense in getting two percent returns when your investments get, and your investments in bonds get two percent returns when your cost of living goes up eight percent year over year? The implication right now is. There's no concerted selling interest, despite the huge run. We've got the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ up over 20%, closing in on 25% for the year. That's amazing. Same things happen in the housing market, right? A Home may be up 10% year over year, but when it's selling for an extra $100,000, 200000 in the process, it's really up 25% when things are bidding over. Roblox is up 26% today. I talked about it a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, and a year ago. It was a play on the pandemic a year ago. A couple weeks ago, it became a play on the metaverse. And what garbage Zuckerberg's going to spew out of his mouth, what's good for the metaverse is good for Roblox. Because they've already started doing some augmented reality, letting businesses copy their campuses and play games on the campus video game because they're not back in the office together. The move in the 10-year treasury note is remarkable. It was received today. It it moved down to 1.44% yesterday, and that was before the producer price index. Inflation is a persistent problem at the producer level, and tomorrow we're going to learn more about the consumer level if it's passed on to us at this point. We know it's been passed on on gas prices and stock car prices. We did a piece yesterday telling you that car prices, if you go to a car dealership right now, which we'll talk more about in a second, sometimes you're asking for – they're asking for three to $4,000 for a delivery fee. You want to assume – you want to get that car? We'll do it, but you're going to pay an extra three or 4000 over invoice. What? Interesting to note. Businesses are changing, and I blame the millennials, and this is not going to go away. And this is something to really, really think about if I were you. Pre-pandemic, 2% of all new cars were bought online. Now, today, 30% of all cars are bought online. So if you had a dream about growing up to be a car salesperson, Internet's taking a job from you. Same thing's going to happen in real estate. And it's just the millennials. It's the same things going to happen to my my industry, the financial services industry. Millennials would rather do it on their own through an app. They'd rather buy a car on their own through an app. They'd rather buy a house on their own through an app. Interesting, right? You can't dismiss the possibility that the sinking long-term yields could be a function of risk aversion based on a view that the stock market is ripe for a setback. At some point, the higher we go, the, fall, the farther we're going to fall when we do correct. Now, correction is not going to zero. A correction is going down 10% to 20%. Then we start talking about bear market, where it's like, man, the economy must not be able to support jobs. Jobs can't support the economy. The economy struggles with the earnings. That's a bear market kind of scenario. China's real estate problems Continue to exist. The Federal Reserve said yesterday that there's a chance for some financial instability in the United States real estate markets because China's could spill into ours. Every now and then, Wall Street gets hit with contagions, very similar to Ebola or fear. Dare I say, COVID? And it's a crisis, and a crisis can blend can. From the Asian flu of the 1990s to a very similar elbows connected to the hip bone kind of scenario, President Biden interviewed Fed Governor Lael Brainard for the Fed Chair position, and that some Senate Banking Committee members have been told that it's possible Fed Chair Powell won't get renominated. In theory. Fed Chairman Powell was nominated by the Trump administration to replace Janet Yellen. Trump likely thought he was getting someone who was going to be more conducive to his policies. And I think Jerome Powell has shown that he's more conducive to being a good Fed Reserve member. So it looks like he may be out come February. And the question is, the guy coming in, is he more hawkish? Is he more dovish? Does he fear inflation a lot or does he fear inflation a little? Is he more about create jobs, 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 even if it creates inflation? It's just different kind of owner situation, you know? Success or failure starts at the top. Success or failure starts with management. So come February, we may be saying to ourselves, ooh, this new guy is going to be really good for the market, or are we could be saying this new guy is going to be really bad for the market. Too early to speculate. GE did something wild and I'm like talking to Johnny Carson, wild. That's wild. GE since the 1930s has been building an, an empire that eventually got too big for its own good. They had a banking division, GE Financial. They did mortgages, they did credit cards. They had a uh, healthcare that did like heart monitors and equipment at hospitals. They got into television with NBC. They got out of television by selling NBC to Comcast. They do jet engines. They're a big company. And what happened was they they, they got too big. And then one division failed and it kind of created a contagion. Other divisions suffered. We're talking about that with Metaverse and Facebook today. We're talking about with Google and Alphabet today. When companies start to overexpand and typically from my opinion – It's because the CEO is a little too arrogant and brash. That's just my opinion. But notice the GE stock is shooting up higher today because they're saying we're going to split into three different companies. And all three different companies could be focused on their own sector. That makes a lot more sense. So if you ever hear about Apple getting broken up or Google getting broken up or Facebook getting broken up, it's a good thing for the stock in the short term. Just letting you know. GE's kind of giving us a reminder of that today. Um, and also just kind of a reminder of... Uh, I, I clearly, truly feel Zuckerberg's doing the wrong thing by not spinning off Facebook or Instagram or not spinning off Metaverse at some point in time. So... To give you like another example of why this bothers me, and I think you'll start picking it up. Is Facebook could issue new shares? They could raise two billion dollars by issuing shares, and all that money can go into the metaverse. And yet, there's no way they would have had to issue shares. It was just based on Facebook's business. But they get, get people get too too aggressive. And again, that's just my opinion, but I'm sticking to that one. Let's take a look at something, some of the things that are happening on the markets today. Um, we do like to check in from time to time. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, let's see. I'm having some internet problems. You know, it was kind of fun last night. Uh, we had a storm in Northern California, and we lost internet. We had electricity, and the kids are like, Usually, cable went out, not, not electricity. And they didn't know what to do. So they are like, well, it's 9.30. We're just going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, yep. All three major markets are in the red. The S&P 500, the Dow, the NASDAQ, the Russell. Nothing shocking. All one quarter of a percent to one half a percent. All very much so a normalized move. Interesting note, Amazon stock is moving higher on a day when... Other stocks are moving lower. Uh, Taking a look at some of the names, there's nothing, there's no story there today. I can tell you that. Like McDonald's is pulling off a half of 1% after having a big run. Amazon's pushing up 1.5% after basically having a bad year going sideways. Visa's given up what it's been overextended. So it's given up some of that overextension, but not all of it. Peloton continues to dip now for a fourth straight day. They've announced today, and again, I just, this is one of the stay-at-home stocks that had a shelf expiration of when we're no longer staying at home. And Wall Street tends to look six months in the future, so you kinda have to think that we're not gonna be at home in six months. Peloton's dipping for a fourth straight day, even though they're gonna launch a strength and conditioning product for your television. Um, I, what do you say? Zoom will have some life and peloton will have some life There's no doubt their bikes are cool, but in the end, it also means more square footage in our home, and that's coming at a time when that's coming at a premium, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. Top stories of the day. GE is going to form three public companies. Focusing on healthcare, aviation. This is a long time in the coming. 50 or 60 years of building into just too big of a conglomerate, an industrial conglomerate, 129-year-old company that was once the most valuable U.S. corporation. This is a good warning for companies like Apple, and it's a good warning for companies like Microsoft that try to get into too many businesses. How far away is the Xbox from Microsoft's core competencies of operating systems? Not that far. But how about TV shows with Apple And with the iPhone, the distance between those. Uh, Some people don't like the way Apple's approaching television. Some people love the way they're approaching it by saying, yeah, really, we're a phone company. We're not trying to be Netflix and a phone company. I don't really have a lot of opinions on that. Other than to say you're probably not going to give up your iPad or your iPhone if you have Netflix. For Google, you're not going to go, oh, I really hate my iPhone now because like, I, I got all this. Like, It's not probably going to happen. So General Electric's going to split into three public companies, like I said, after being around for a long time. It's trying to pare down debt. It's trying to breathe life into the battered share price. GE used to be a widow and orphan stock, which meant kind of what it sounds like. If you're a widow, you knew that the company was going to pay a dividend, and if you're an orphan, you knew the company was going to grow over your lifetime and, and not get you into trouble with what you have. GE's revenue for 2020 was $79.6 billion, a far cry from its $180 billion that it booked in 2008. Activist investors have gotten involved and said this company needs to be split because each company would be worth a little bit more. GE will separate the healthcare company, in which it expects to retain a 19.9% stake in early 23. You're going to focus on energy, healthcare, and aviation. It's going to combine its renewable energy, its power, and its digital. They're going to spin off businesses um, 2024. So that gives me more things to analyze into the leadership of the company. And ultimately, that is a good thing, in my opinion. Just the bigger a company gets, the easier it is for them to hide mistakes. And that just sounds like a bad recipe, right? Other stories of note today. The markets look like they're going to end a very long, very satisfying up move that started in October. When we were concerned and worried about what was happening With inflation numbers in September and COVID issues. Not saying that we're in the clear. Uh, But we're due for a day of sideways or a day of less than more. Um, And it's been a very, very good year. Um, That's kind of interesting. I just saw a story hit the newswire that... Naked Brown, the Naked brand, once hot meme trade, is going to merge with an EV company. Naked is a swimmer and intimate apparel company. The Reddit crowd backed them earlier this year. Now they're going to merge with an electric vehicle company. What is going on? Penny stock. I have no interest in it. But... Someone thought that was a good idea, and it just shows you that there's charlatans in every business. Last week, we learned that some fraudsters set up a squid token, and there's so many good tokens out there. There's so much good Bitcoin uh, technology and blockchain technology, but then someone set up a a system that you could buy a squid token, and it's playing off the popularity of squid game. One man invested $28,000 in it. This was his whole life savings. Now, had he gone to the website, he would have saw massive misspellings. It's like, Rob, you've won, you've inherited $29 million from your uncle of greatness. And, you know, that's your great uncle. (laughs) You're like, you got the grammar wrong. This is fraud email. I know that. But the website had a problem. So you could buy the token. You couldn't sell the token. And then mysteriously, the whole website disappeared after you had funded millions of dollars into them. Just gone poof. Total scam, total fraud. That's why our government needs to do a little bit more than just issue commentary on digital tokens. They need to do something about it. They need to regulate because people are losing real money. And there's nothing stopping me from coming up with a non-fungible token Rob Black show. Uh, there's nothing. And maybe one of you has a little extra money on your side and you're like, that sounds legit. It's not legit. More leaked documents are hitting Facebook. Leaked documents show how for many employees working at the largest social network is taxing in many unique ways. It's hell is the statement. So the negative press brought by the Facebook papers published in the New York Times is, is really making it tough. And like, I've got a, a friend who's in charge of the operating system for Oculus and I flat out teased him. I said, how's it like working for Zuckerberg these days? And that's as far as I'm going to go. It's not that bad, right? But Facebook now has a problem with Congress. Facebook now has a problem with people like me who are parents to teenagers. Facebook now has a problem with employees. It's not the beginning of the end, but it's a sign that uh, the glory days may be a little bit behind. Comcast, Xfinity, U.S. customers complain of a massive outage across the United States. I could have been the one that took my family down last night and we all shrugged our shoulders and said, what do we do without TV and the Internet? I guess we'll go to bed. Novel idea. It's more novel than War and Peace, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. An education-first approach to managing your money. This is The Rob Black
0: Show.